Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. We've got a solo episode today, and we're going to get stuck straight into it. You would have already guessed from the title of today's show, I'm going to be sharing 10 lessons that I've taken away from from guests or past guests of the, the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast around mental resilience um, and mental health. So I know it's a very broad topic and I couldn't really narrow it down to anything more specific, to be honest. These are just lessons that I've, I've taken over time and I actually received a question or, or a, um, I guess a suggestion from a listener of the show and a subscriber to my email list, which you guys can join um, for free in the show notes. But I actually got this as a suggestion um, for the topic of today's show and it's awesome. I, I really love this um, this suggestion and I'm, I'm looking forward to sharing these 10 things with you guys. I'm not going to go into too much detail because I want to keep these episodes super short, but these are my takeaways from the incredibly valuable guests that I've had on the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast and just life in general, like people that I've, I've been fortunate enough to meet and communicate and network with. Um, these are some really important lessons that I've taken taken away so the first one is to lead by example so more you know far too often you know i've experienced this myself so when i first got into the whole mindfulness thing and i started doing meditation and journaling and and goal setting and um, intentions and all the gratitude stuff when i understood how good it made me feel and the the effects the positive effects it had on my life i was started thinking to myself you know fuck everyone should be doing this why is everyone else not doing this? If I feel this good, imagine if everyone else was able to have this self-awareness self-awareness and this consciousness as well to be able to feel the same way that I do. I think you know the world would be a much better place, um, but everyone around me would be so much happier, would achieve so much more, would have so much less stress in their life and so much ne- less negativity. So I started trying to push it on other people. So you know, suggesting to people around me that they should start doing these certain things, whether it be meditation or journaling and whatnot. And I still make the suggestion. I still talk about these things to people that I think would really benefit, but I only do it once. I don't continue to, to push something on someone if they're not ready for it. Because what I've learned, and I think I took this from um, one of Gabby Bernstein's books. Um, and again, I'm not going to refer to every single one of these lessons from a specific guest because I've heard these points from multiple people over time and also from my own experience. But I think it was Gabby Bernstein said that, you know, you have to be ready to explore the personal development and self-awareness space. Um, if you're not ready, then, you you know, you, uh, she used an example of she read this book once where it was all around personal development. She read it from from start to finish and it really had no effect on her life whatsoever. It didn't, didn't resonate with her at all. Once she had, I guess, you know, this sounds a little bit spiritual, but she had her awakening and she, she started to meditate and journal and understand, I guess, um, the spiritual side of things. She reread the book and it was the most profound thing she's ever read because she was open to it. She had that open mindset and she was ready to consume that content and it helped her. So lead by example. That's why I put things on my social media and in this podcast about the things I do on a daily basis that I find help me and I've added to my toolkit for mental health and mental resilience and toughness. And I just show you guys what I do. I I try not to create content anymore. Obviously, I'm 
creating a podcast at the moment, but I try not to create content. I just document what I do. Um, I'll lead by example. And if you guys want to do it, you can. If you don't, then cool. So be it. It's completely fine. It's up to you. Um, it's what works for me and it could work for you, may not. But I think that's a really, really good lesson. The second one is that routine and structure is your building blocks for success. We've experienced this a lot throughout lockdown. People that don't have any form of routine or structure that go through each day in lockdown, um, which is pretty much just on autopilot. One day merges into the next. We don't really achieve anything. We're not even conscious or aware of our own headspace and our own thoughts and what's going on and, and what's maybe not going on. We're on autopilot. So that's why I found it incredibly important to keep structure and routine in my day. So I'm still getting up early. I'm still doing my morning routine. I still go into my phone at the start of the week and map out how the week's going to look hour by hour. Even if that's things like locking in an hour of recording podcasts or locking in an hour of replying to emails or locking in an hour of reading or listening to an audio book, structure and routine are so, so incredibly important. And without it, your productivity is going to struggle. And, and if you are productive, it's, it's happened by chance. It's not because you've chosen to be productive. It's because it's happened by chance. Like, whereas if you, if you open up your calendar, and I think Brendan Burchard said this in one of his books or podcasts, he said, you know, I can tell whether someone's serious about achieving their goals purely by looking at their calendar. And it might be your, your calendar and your phone, how structured your, uh, your week is and, and, you know, how clear you are on what you need to do and, and when you're going to do it will determine whether or not you see success. Number three is that you don't need to have a problem or you don't need to hit rock bottom to get help or to work on yourself, to do the work, okay? So what I mean by that is, you know, we'll use an example of a, um, use an example of, um, we'll keep it on the headspace um, theme, no pun intended, but you don't need to have severe anxiety or depression to start meditating and using the headspace app or whatever app you're using, calm or whatever. You don't need to hit rock bottom to, to start doing something about it. It might be going to see a psychologist if it's um, alcohol and you've got a problem with them. You don't need to become an alcoholic to start drinking less. If you're starting to notice behavioral problems, then you can make that change early on. You don't need to wait until you hit a point where the point of almost no return where you do something about it. It's like health and fitness. You don't need to wait until you have a disease or until you have a heart attack before you start going to the gym and taking care of your body, the only thing that you will have with you or a body in your mind, obviously, for the whole for your whole life. So, you know, do a bit of an audit and this has been a great time to do that on your own life at the moment with lockdowns and whatnot, but have an, do an audit on your life at the moment. Is there any areas that really stick out to you that need to change? Um, and if there is, then make that change or add some tools to your toolkit. Do the things necessary now before you hit a point where it gets really bad to make those changes in your life and in your habits at the moment. Moving on to number four, speaking of changes, Russ, my little puppy is sitting here eating a cardboard box. He definitely needs to change that. Don't you, Russ? Didn't say anything. Uh, Number four, comfort zones do not produce life-changing results. Okay, so that's a big one. I've talked about a lot before. Getting outside of your comfort zone is the best thing you can do. And, and I mean that in a good way, obviously. I don't mean just running around the opposite way on a freeway, um, getting out of your comfort zone and, and uh, potentially getting hit by a car, obviously. I mean, things like cold showers, things like investing in your health and or maybe in your business, things like training to a point where you're very uncomfortable knowing that you're providing enough stimulus for your body and mind to change. Getting yourself uncomfortable, being honest with yourself, being honest with some uh, someone else around you. All these things are super, super important. And they feel uncomfortable at the time, but they produce the best results. All the good things that have happened 
not all of them, but majority of the good things that have happened in my life are because of the fact that I've done something that's super uncomfortable at the time. Okay, and it goes on to the, to the next point we're going to talk about. Number five is that without pain, there is no pleasure, reward, or growth. And I don't necessarily always mean physical or emotional pain, but it, it, does, it needs to be, you know, when I had um, Dr. John D. Martini on the podcast, right, he brought up this really, really good point, how he talked about people want to see all the success, want to see all these changes in their life, but they're not willing to go through the sacrifice or go through the uncomfortable or harder times to see those changes. And he used the example of going to the gym. If you want to build a muscle, you need to break it down first. You need to create damage to the muscle tissue for it to repair and grow bigger and stronger. Okay, so there's pain first and then there's pleasure or growth or reward. So, so, so many people want these really great things in their life, but they're not willing to give anything up. They're not willing to sacrifice anything, not willing to go through pain and failure to achieve whatever their goal is. And it doesn't need to be on an extreme level. It really doesn't need to be. It's something as simple as, you know, you might want this awesome job, but you hate doing interviews and writing resumes. We have to go through the the pain of writing a resume and getting the right references and doing the work that needs to be done before your interview to get the job without it, then you're not going to get the pleasure, the reward, or the growth. So without pain, there is no pleasure, reward, or growth. That's another really good one. Number six is the ability to be present is something extremely powerful. I've just finished up reading uh, The Power of Now and you know a bunch of books that I've read and, and a lot of um, you know, guests that I've had on the show, are, you know, a few that come to mind, um, are super obvious ones, but someone like Emma Murray, um, who, who is an incredible guest on the show. I really enjoyed talking with Emma. She talks about, you know, the ability to be present like right now, you know, and, and you know, I just, as I said, I just finished up the, the power of now and talks a lot about not putting your focus on the past or the future, but really just being present with exactly where you are right now, exactly what you're doing right now with, if you're able to, to bring yourself to that, that moment of right now, there is no pain, there is no trauma there is nothing there's literally what you have right now okay so the ability to be present is extremely tough and you know i've i've tried things like you know not using my phone as much Um, i really struggle with this to be honest like i I do so much work around trying to be present but i really struggle even listening to audiobooks very ironic i'm listening to the power i was listening to the power of now and as you know the book is clearly talking about being present being and and the power of right now i'm like replying to an email while listening to the audiobook or something like that. I find it super hard to really immerse myself in something and, and focus and be present, but I'm getting better at it. Um, for those of you that haven't read The Power of Now, it's a fantastic book. Um, there's a bunch of other really good ones as well um, that, that you can check out. But, you know, as I've said, touch on, uh, go back and have a listen to some of the podcasts um, that I've done if you haven't already. Um, there's so much valuable content from the guests that I've had on this show, it blows my mind. I mean, I'm so fortunate and grateful to have had the people that I've had on this podcast. There's just so many. Like I literally trying to think about it right now. It's like, as I said, I've taken these things from so many different people, but they're really, like I'm very fortunate to have spoken to a lot of the people that I have um, on this podcast and there's something in there for everyone that, that can help everyone. So that's a, that's a really um, powerful one. Number seven is be honest with yourself and others. You know, if you're not honest with yourself, then you're constantly living a lie. 
um, as cliche as that is, you really are. It's if you know you're expecting to achieve a goal, but you're not doing the work, but you're not honest with yourself. You're constantly blaming others and saying things like, you know, I'll use the example of health and fitness. People always talk shit about how diets don't work. They can't lose fat. They can't, you know, weights make them big and bulky and all this type of crap. It, that is not the answer. That is that's people are just looking for someone or something to blame other than themselves because they're not able or they're not willing to be honest with themselves as to whether or not they did the work. They're not willing to be honest with themselves as to whether or not they put in the time to reverse engineer how they're going to achieve their goal. And then the other side of that is being honest with others. Even when it is uncomfortable, even when it's something that that may not be great or may not be something that you want to do, you have to be honest because that way you don't have that mental baggage that you got to carry around all the time knowing that you're lying and knowing that you're you're not honest with yourself or with others and that over time starts to build up and, and, and you start to carry around this extra baggage which is so unnecessary and, and really weighs people down. So being honest with yourself and others is, is incredibly important. <laughs> We've got three more here, guys, just before we wrap up. Number eight is never stop learning. This is something that I kind of learned early on, and um, pun intended, and I continued to learn from reliable sources, you know, evidence-based training and nutrition, um, learning from everyone that I possibly can, going for coffee with people, um, you know, uh, having people on the podcast, reading new books, listening to audio books, listening to podcasts, reading articles, watching YouTube videos, um, just having conversations with people and, and genuinely listening without thinking about what you're going to say next, but like caring about the conversation and tuning in and listening properly is super important. And, if you're continually learning, you're continually growing. It's the people that get complacent with where they're at or think that they know everything already that stop learning, that stop growing and become stagnant. And And in time, everyone else will pass you. And it's not, a, it's not always about being the best and being first um, and better than everyone else because, you know, I'm a massive, you know, I fucking love winning. I'm a very competitive person. But at the same time, if you're constantly trying to be the best and better than everyone else, then that means that other people are below you. And that means other people aren't as... Good, they're not, they're not number one either. So never stop learning. You can learn shit from absolutely everyone that you have a conversation with. And, and typically the best things that I've learned have come from the people that I didn't expect to learn from. And that's, that, that's, that's the truth. Number nine is learn to say no. This kind of falls in the category of time management. Um, you know, learning to say no is a big one. And that's not, that's not me saying that you need to be an asshole and just say no to everyone. It's, Understanding what your priorities are, understanding how much time you really do have in your days and, and where the priority is and what, where that time should be spent and things that don't align with your priorities or your goals or, or where you're trying to go at the moment, learn to say no. Don't, like, don't be afraid of, of saying no to people. Don't be afraid of you – know, and if you've got friends or whatever – and you're worried about saying no because you think that they're not going to be friends with you anymore or they're going to talk shit behind your back or um, you know, you're going to miss out on blah, 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 then they're not really your friends, are they? Like if they knew what your goal was, if they knew what your priorities were and they knew that what you, they were asking you to do is taking away from what you should be doing, then they're really not, your, they're really not good friends. But at the same time, you, know, you need to be open to learning new things and from new people. But again, it does come down to placing your attention in your time where it needs to be most. And if you're not doing that, then again, you can't be surprised that you're not seeing results. You can't be surprised that you're not seeing success. And you can't be surprised if you're struggling mentally, if you're constantly doing things or giving up your time and attention to things that aren't serving um, your purpose. 
The last one, before we wrap it up, because this has gone a little longer than, than what I expected, number 10 is surround yourself with like-minded people. You know, you're the product of your environment and this couldn't be, um, couldn't be any truer than what it is. I mean, if you spend majority of your time with people that are lazy, unsuccessful, no motivation, no drive, and that do the wrong thing, that have bad habits, then you cannot be surprised if you end up the same. And that doesn't mean get rid of people that aren't aligned with what you're doing, that aren't successful or aren't rich or whatever it is. But spend majority of your time around people or around um, an influence, not an influencer, but like an influence that's going to help you. It's going to push you in the direction that you need to go. Learn from people that have been where you've been. Surround yourself with people that are passionate about what they do. And it might, it might not even be someone in your industry. It could just be someone that is driven, that, that wants to, that wants success, that wants to grow, that doesn't want to stop learning, that, that, that wants the, the, to achieve their goals and they're willing to do whatever it takes because that will rub off on you. It really will. And you'll pick up on these habits and you'll pick up on all these lessons that I'm kind of going through now as well from other people that will help you and serve you in, in whatever direction that you're going in. So that's a big one as well. I'm going to have a list of these in the show notes for you guys um, to to check out as well. Um, if you haven't already, go give me a follow on Instagram. Take a screenshot of this episode. Post it up on Instagram story. Tag me. I would love to hear your feedback from this episode. It's been a really enjoyable one to record. Um, and uh, I do appreciate you tuning in. I hope you're all having a fantastic day, fantastic week. And I'm looking forward to chatting to you again in the next episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast.